coming in hot straight off the qualifying at Paul Ricard. We got our boy Carlos Sainz towing in Charles Leclerc. How do you feel? Um, honestly, it worries me as a little bit of a Ferrari fan because I don't know if they have the raw pace and they talked about the tire deck being very high. They definitely don't have the raw pace. But remember, we've had a couple instances where Ferrari has said their tire deck's been very high. And um, they've ended up fixing it after FP3, and it's been okay during a race. But I will say, I mean, Carlos and Charles at a 131, remember in Q2, right around Max's time, so without toes. And Max only did a 131, yeah, low 131 in Q3. So maybe we're wrong. Maybe the raw pace is there. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a little worrying because I feel like this, this, this circuit's got a little bit of everything. But yeah, I'll leave it at that. How about you? What did you think? Obviously, Carlos is starting at the back of the grid. I understand it. Um, I, I initially thought he had a 10-place grid penalty, but then they kept up, up uh, updating that it was going to be the back of the grid, by the way. But continue on. But I think that Charles is a sitting duck. Like, with both rebels behind him, he's got no chance. Yeah, um, he's a sitting duck, unless his car is that much better tomorrow. If his car is that much better, then he will probably pull off. Like... He need to pull off a Max Verstappen in 2021, like beginning of the year performance, where he just pulls off and he's just like bye to both what, Mercedes. What about um, what about Carlos's lap time in Q2? Oh, when he put off uh, uh, the 130 on he 131.0. Yeah, he basically almost pulled off a 130. Like that was a. F- I mean, obviously brand new engine, but yeah, that was the best. I was lap joking of the- with you that he's if he didn't do well, he's gonna say I don't feel comfortable with the new engine. But I was waiting for that. <laughs> But um, that's the best lap of this year. Yeah, he looked really strong. Um, you know, I think Carlos is a great qualifier. I think we've all known. But hold that. on, you know why he was so strong? Because the new engine, he got a toe. Because there was no pressure. Like he didn't have wow. to be. He knew he was starting twentieth. Let's, let's bro. not do that today. Let's he not knew he was today. starting twentieth. That's. The, I mean, that's very true. But let's not do that today. But anyways, it was. Um, it was interesting. There was a lot of cars sliding. There was. I think it's it's hard because when you talk about it, you heard it on broadcast quite a bit. Is that you can't cook your tires in sector one if you want tires for sector three. So you got to kind of pick where, what is your best balance? I myself want to bring this up to you. Is Max Verstappen hasn't looked Max Verstappen-ish this year. I would say of late. No, but in, like he hasn't been dominant in qual. Last year, think about this, right? He wasn't in the fastest car. We know Mercedes is the best car. And he would still typically beat Lewis in qualifying. I'm Yeah, I'm still waiting to see like... A max lap. Yeah, but it, it, that's not even a point. He was so dominant last year. And I don't know if it's because... He doesn't feel dominant this year. That's my whole point. So, uh, I don't know if it's because he's taking his time this year. Because realistically, you got to think of this. He's in first. He is a world champ already. And maybe because he felt maybe burnt out towards the end of the year. Because that's... You saw how he fell off the cliff at the end of the year, right? Compared to Lewis. So, maybe he's pacing himself because he understands it's a long year. Because he's a champion now and, he, and he's been through the, the vigors of it. But he has not come out the gates and be like, yo, I'm Max Verstappen. I'm the best driver in the world. Like, I would say Charles has been pretty even with him all year. If it wasn't for strategy, I think they'd be and really reliability. close. I mean, both of them had but reliability issues. I would say, too, that Max had spent his entire career up until last year trying to beat Mercedes and Lewis. Now, he's leading. He's a little bit more mature. I think he's also just kind of like... I'm in first. I'm kind of cruising. I don't want to put in max effort beca- until I need to. That's my issue, though. Like, 
we can talk about Lewis from last year. It's like if you put in max effort all year, he wins. What do you want? And it's so like, yeah, you can also get lulled into what Max is doing and then lose it at the end. Remember, the tipping point was Max was up thirty eight points heading into Silverstone. No different. Listen, he could get into the accident and Paul Ricard, and then he could be back in the same fight that he was. Like he uh, was last year. Actually, he was up 33 points, I believe, at that point. But regardless, all it takes is one DNF and a Charles first place finish, and it's a brand new race, right? So my whole thing is, like, he just hasn't been felt, like, as dominant. He's been good. He's been the best driver in the world still. But he it doesn't feel like he was as good as he was last year. Yeah. It, last year, I felt, and I think the whole world felt, like, a level of just he was going out there and treating every race like it was his last. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that. It felt really strong. It just doesn't feel like that this year. It feels like this year he's kind of like, I can do it. I can turn it on when I need to. And I don't want him to turn around at the end of the year and be like, well, I lost by five points because I didn't turn it on at at stage 10 of the, of the season. But ultimately, um, you know, you want the best of each racing competitor. Like my issue with Lewis last year is I didn't see the best of him all year. But if we saw the best and he lost, then, you know, you take your hat off the max. And you want to see these guys bring their best every single weekend. And I'm not saying we're not getting his best. It doesn't doesn't feel like his best. It doesn't feel it. Mm -hmm. And it also speaks to the fact, like, it is a long, grueling season, man. And summer break's around the corner. I think a lot of drivers are just like, get me to summer break. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, enough of that. We got to talk about Mercedes because... They've gone backwards in pace, and it's supposed to be a smoother track, favorable to them, and they have all these upgrades. They've got the little, you know, BMW kidney grill air intake at the front. That's for cooling. It's a little, you know, but I mean, they're a full second behind. But have they gone backwards or like, I understand where you're coming from. That's the first thing you think. But Ferrari and Red Bull also brought upgrades too. So were Mercedes upgrades just useless or do you think they've actually gone backwards? What would you... If you had to pick one, which one would it be? I think it's just a combination of both, man. I think you other teams... you got to pick one, bro. I would say that, no, like, they're playing catch-up and other teams are just pushing forward. So th- that's kind of my feeling, too, because McLaren is still behind them and they made all their upgrades. And McLaren seems to be on kind of their pace they were before. If that yeah. makes sense. Like, it feels like they haven't got that much faster because if they had upgrades then they would be a decent amount faster than McLaren. They're barely scratching past McLaren right now. And I will say this, like, Lewis's last lap, I mean, he's only six-tenths behind Max. So up until that lap, he they were a full 1-1, one, 1-3. One, one, yeah. Do you think Lewis just got in a great lap? Because he's got a 131.7 for Stappen, 131.1. I think the track obviously, you know, gripped up and it helped, helped them. I think that helped Mercedes quite a bit as it kind of went on. I think personally... Lewis wasn't really putting on his true pace until he had to. Because you saw when, like, everybody's, oh, Lewis is on the brink. And then he's like, boom, shot up to fifth, shot up to sixth. Like, as I said before, Lewis has shown in these last three races or four races or four weekends that we've had a race is why he's better than George. He's literally shown he can turn it on when he needs to. But I will say that I think Mercedes was hiding their pace a little bit, but they don't feel that much faster than McLaren. So McLaren made jump improvements. I just feel like Mercedes kind of stayed stagnant. I don't think their upgrades were real upgrades. Like, they didn't do much. Yeah, because up until that final lap from Lewis, they were really behind, and McLaren was ahead, and Alpine was kind of ahead. To your point, though, this is now the fourth straight weekend where Lewis is just outperforming his teammate. 
which is expected. Which is expected, and I have no qualms with that. My whole pro- um, my whole problem before was you need to help perform. You got to. So now to. he's, you know, like six tenths behind Verstappen, four tenths behind Perez. He's on the second row. Does Lewis have a chance at a podium? No, no podium. No, no, no. Unless there's a DNF. Like you got to think of this: four tenths over fifty three laps. Tire deck typically is not that bad, and. If they get tire dagging, let's call it 10 laps, right? They got to take an extra pit. Let's say they got to take one extra pit. That's 20 seconds, right? You tell me they can't, they don't make that 20 seconds up over 60 laps. Like they're making that, that time up in laps. So unless there's a DNF, you, I also expect Carlos to move up the grid quite quickly. Oh, Carlos is going to fly up the grid. So I, I, I think it's very hard. It's going to be tough. Very, very tough. I, th- I think a lot of Mercedes fans and including the team and the drivers like, they were optimistic coming into this weekend, and this is a huge disappointment. Yeah, when we did our preview of this actual circuit, I said this is a Mercedes track. So for me, obviously, George fan, Mercedes fan by by nature, a little disappointed with it. I can't say I'm surprised. Like, not I'm not shocked because I've always thought Red Bull and and Ferrari still about three tenths to four tenths faster. Is it six tenths? Sure, whatever. Is it a second? But yeah, they, they slot in where they belong. It's just by a wider margin. Like, they belong in four, on the on the third row. That's where their car belongs, but. Mick Schumacher almost made it into Q3. It was really close on that. I think that, of course, the rules are rules, but I just want to give him his flowers because since he's, you know, that Silverstone race, he's really looked good. Yeah, I think it has to do with... Um, you know, he got the monkey off his back, and, you know, I think he really feels a real confidence in the car now. And remember, I've been saying for you for since last year that Mick, and this is just data from what I've looked at and what everybody says, Mick typically looks better in his second year in any circuit he's been. He's always struggled in his first year. In F2, he struggled in his first year. His second year, he won it. Formula 1, he obviously struggled quite a bit, and he's coming on strong. Mick has typically shown he gets better as, as he spends his second year in a place. So... We were questioning Mick, and he had a lot to prove. Right now, he's proving all his his doubters slash haters, whatever you want to call them. He's putting a lot of silence into those critics as of right now. Yes, because especially we talked a little bit about the German media earlier in the year. They were crucifying him. Obviously, I mean, you, you have to as your, your, your dad is the greatest exactly. race. One of the whoever you, well, we can call him greatest of all time, second greatest. Your dad is the second greatest or first grace, greatest racer of all time. So you're going to be crucified, man. And. You know what? You got to give him more flowers because he is dealing with all that pressure and obviously holding up to the Schumacher that game. That pressure and is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure Karina and his sister do a good job probably telling him, hey, listen, you're your own person, but at the end of the day, you're still going to hear whatever. For someone says. who's in a bottom team, and if we look at the other would teams... Would you call him a bottom team now? I feel well, like, I would say coming into the year, if you looked at Haas, Williams, especially no, I know Haas saying, and Williams... But like, as of today, I would call them I, I, I would say they're in the mid-pack, right? They're, they're competing. I would have to say, too, that they feel like I feel like they're right there with kind of Alpine now. Like, they kind of feel like they've slotted in around that 5-6 range. They have. But to say all that, like, my point was no bottom team usually gets this type of coverage in media. Like, I think Mick has brought so much for a guy who's new to the sport, who was in a bottom team. We've been talking about Haas for a long time. A lot of people talk about it, man. And I think if you're Haas, like, not only did you select Mick probably for money reasons— but two, he's actually working out to be a great driver. Yeah, and you know what? You know, 
we've always thought Mick was very talented. You can't win F2 by not being talented because, listen, F2 cars are the same. Like, that's just a reality. You got to win. You're winning the same and equipment. if you win at that level, you, 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 you should have a F1. chance. Yeah, you, you, you earned your seat at F1, right? So... I'm glad to see Mick doing his thing. You know, I was very tough on him. We had that one pod where, like, Mick Schumacher needs has a lot to prove, and he's got to start now. And, you know, after that pod, he's proved us wrong. So I'm really happy to see. And you know what? It's good to see that he has such joy when he's racing, too. So you love to see you that. You can tell he's you know, at a level of peace, and, like, he's enjoying it. Yeah, you see guys like Carlos and, like, Max, they race, and it feels like it's more of this anger. More but than this joy. T- talking about anger, Daniel Ricardo has came into this weekend and everything that I've read and looked at, no smiling, no jokes. It, like F1 media is like, we've never seen this version of Danny Rick. He's trying to lock in maybe, but... He made he, it a Q3. No. Oh no, he got bounced. Yeah. But he, he was, he was 11th. Like, uh, at what point do we just say, are, are we saying that Danny's wash or Lando's just that much better? Well, I think Lando's just that much better. I mean, no different today. Look at Alonso compared to his teammate Ocon. So it's like, are we gonna are we gonna start giving more flowers to Lando, or are we gonna just keep Lando bashing on Danny? Like fifth, he split the Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, I, we can talk about George in a bit, but I really think that Lando, like we talk about Lando or George, I do think Lando's a little ahead of George for me currently. Right but I think that we'll see George kind of pass. Maybe, but, you know, he's going to be in a better car, so it's going to be hard to judge. But as of right now, I do, like, I said I'd pick Lando over George, like, if I'm thinking with my head. My heart says no, but Lando's Lando's got world champion all man. over him. He's so fast, and he's shown it. Like, And talking about another pairing today, terrible for Pierre. Like, Yuki, eight. Bro, I've been, t- I've been singing Yuki's bells that he's talented. He's just got figured out for the last year. That's my guy right there. He's talented. I don't know what's going on up here. This is his home race. You need to show up. Bro, he got bounced in Q1, and if you look at his time compared to Yuki, like, it's, he got it's, blistered. What was it, like, like half Almost second? A, no, more great, just greater than a, a half second. Yeah, so I said, oh, half a second? It, it's a big difference. Um, maybe Pierre never get, didn't get comfortable with it. What we do got to talk about, A, is teams brought all these upgrades. Alpha Tori's upgrades look good on Yuki. Look great. Yuki did something with the upgrades. McLaren's upgrades look good. I mean, Danny was com- more competitive this race. Like, he he, he was a... He yeah, was a, da- Danny doesn't want to joke anymore. I think he's finally pissed off. He might be pissed off. Mercedes upgrades, we don't think they did much. Red Bull's upgrades look pretty good. So, it, it's interesting to see. And, and I wish there was a spending limit and fans could see it. Because we're seeing all these upgrades and we have no idea where the they budget cap is. They should be showing updates of where the cap is, man. And we have no idea where the cap is. So for me, I'm just wondering, okay, so has Mc- Who's did, tapped out? Did McLaren literally just not do any upgrades and wait for this? And McLaren's upgrades, in Lando at least, seemed like they were worthy upgrades. He looked like he was... They looked like they were the fourth best car and it wasn't even close. Because we are also like... We've officially passed the halfway mark. This is the 12th race? Yeah. Well, yeah, because we head into summer break next week uh, as of... Uh, no, we after, got one more. After this next Hungry. week, right? Yeah, after next week. So it's going to be fun time. I wanted to ask you, after watching Paul Ricard and watching the close-up, do you still find it a boring track? No, I enjoyed it. Because be you got the you got the long straight, then you got the bends, you got the like, high-speed corners. I, think, I don't know if there's another track on the circuit where you can hit the... What? 340. 332, 333. No, Max hit 339. Three, 339. Yeah, he was close I don't know if there's another circuit that I've seen that this year. 
I think Jadar. Jadar, you hit that. Miami's really Man, fast. Man, it's too. fast. But the thing is that you got those, you got the high speed corners, you got the bends in it, you got the technical sector. That's why I really enjoy Teams this track. Teams are struggling with it today. I, I think for you, you got to get onto F122 and try racing on these tracks, but the Paul Ricard is a fun circuit. I can understand why they're getting rid of it because it doesn't have much sex appeal it's to it. It's also in the middle of random nowhere. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I've talked about this on a pod earlier. Like, it's just down the road from Monaco. Yeah. So it's a very nice circuit to race on and, and it's fun to watch. And I was just curious. So, but we, let's get, jump to George, right? So, Mr. Consistency, every single race he's finished, he's finished top five. Not, not criticizing him because Lewis is supposed to beat him. Like, that, that's what, what was in my head. But did he underperform today because Lando beat him or did Lando overperform? Lando overperformed, bro. You think so? I mean, we're talking about one-tenth. But here's my thing. There's a difference of a tenth here. Okay, that's fair. But here's my thing. He's typically been two-tenths slower than Lewis. Not four-tenths. No, well, today he was... Four-tenths. Four-tenths, but one-tenth from Lando. I know, but I'm saying he's typically been... No, he's typically been four tenths uh, sorry two tenths or three tenths slower than lewis like four tenths is a big gap like i, I feel like not only did he did lewis really step like that's a big difference today between lewis and george it's almost half a second. but i almost feel like lewis wasn't even pushing it hard today yeah i mean we didn't hear him on the radio or like, anything that's lewis skipped fp1 like but that the, i tweeted about that too is like will fp1 affect lewis and i think it did i think lewis would have got more out of the car if he spent fp1 in there but it is what it is you you have to fulfill your obligations but my point is Lewis hasn't been a, almost a half second ahead of George in qualifying. I, I think pretty much all year for the last three races. I think it's been like two tenths, maybe a tenth. But this is a huge gap. So that, that was my thing is like Lando obviously overperformed in his car and he performed really well. But I think George underperformed today. And I'm curious to see what he does in the race. He still has a beautiful chance to finish in the top five. And continue his streak, but I'm very curious to see what George does. I was looking at the race pace simulation. It doesn't look good for Mercedes. So, here's the thing. Their car is just not fast down the straights. They're hitting like 315, 313, right? Bro, not fast. Again, I understand Mercedes being playing catch-up and everyone else is improving, but the car just looks slow. They said that the car... Arrow issues. Is a little bit heavier. Heavier. Yeah. Like... What is going on this their year? Their car, the issue today is that their cars didn't look that strong in the corners. And tech, tip, typically, their car has been good in the corners. And a lot of the other teams have abandoned, abandoned some of these Mercedes designs, like other Mercedes teams. Yeah, I mean, that's up to them. Mercedes is fighting through. And the thing you keep hearing They've committed is that, to this, man. But the thing you keep hearing about it is that if Mercedes figures it out, they'll be ahead of these other teams. You hear about like how Red Bull and Ferrari are optimizing this particular design, but this is this is probably the limitations of this design. You can tweak arrow and stuff and get a little bit more pace, but they're saying that there's not much more to unlock from this, right? That's the thing that they're saying. Well, while Mercedes design scientifically has a lot more to unlock, so they're going for the goal. You know what's what's the saying? Go big or go home. Yeah, I mean they they've committed. They've, they've gone, they've gone all the home way lately. In. They've gone home lately, yeah. but I will say this: as a Mercedes fan, would you trade this year and next year for another six dominant years? Yeah, if you unlock and it pays off, it's totally worth it. That's what I'm asking. It's so like we don't know if that happens, but but if they end off. up retracting and going back to the the more you're going to be upset. It's like we really lost a year of Lewis's like dominance. Yeah. My thing is, is that I feel like Mercedes is trying to sacrifice this year for another great six years. So. 
kind of that's where my head's at. But ultimately, the car looks slow, man. And it was disappointing to see because I really want a three-horse fight or six-horse fight, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, but you know what? Their, my, their fight may be with Lando Norris tomorrow. I think we're going to see, I mean, specifically tomorrow's race. There'll be a little, great fights all the way through, just like the last race in Austria. I, I have a feeling Checo and Max are going to get into it soon. Yeah. It's coming, bro. Like, you heard Max, like, what is Checo doing, doing on, on the his line? line. Yeah. yeah, and then, like... and you know, Checo's not happy about the DNFs. He's not happy about his strategy. Like, it's not that Checo's going to be a toxic teammate, but I can see him being like, I'm fighting Max. There's definitely, you can see, like, There's a, a lot of brewing. anticipation that is kind of, yeah, storm's brewing, and it is going to, at some point, there's going to be fireworks. Well, the storm's either going to clear or it's going to go completely... Oh, if it goes bananas... <laughs> it's going to go nuclear. Christian Horner's going to have a whole big problem on his He hands. is. Um, let's talk about Joe and Bottas. So, Bro, Alfa Romeo started the year hot. Like, they've been trending down. With, I think Bottas has been trending down. I know I picked Bottas as, you know, he would get fifth this race. Probably completely off on that side. Um, have they been trending down? They're kind they, of where they belong. Bottas was very strong at the start of the year. But I'm talking about pace-wise, car-wise. I don't think they've been trending down because you got to think of it, right? One is Red Bull, Ferrari, one, two. Mercedes is three. McLaren's four. Alpine's five. Their car is about the sixth best car in the grid. So it's like they were scoring points early. I don't think they've really trended down. I think they've kind of stayed where they are. But other teams have elevated. You know what I mean? That's where more, more my head is. Joe had a tough race today. Absolutely you know, after Silverstone, he really hasn't been strong. Um, but, you know, he's probably getting back into it. My issue is with Bottas. Since when are you not getting out-qualified in Q2? Bottas was a non-factor. Today. He's been going on a down a decline. But I don't think Alfa Romeo's been on a decline. I think this is where the car naturally is. It's, it's For me, it's safe to say that Haas has kind of passed them. And they haven't put a single upgrade in. They've done aero tweaks and stuff, but they haven't actually had a K-Mag big upgrade. K-Mag guy is taking a new engine, right, tomorrow? I think he's taking a new engine. I mean, that new engine's not reliable, though. We, we all know the Ferrari Bro, power Bob unit. has really 13th, man. Like, so, let, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Do you think Haas is the sixth best car? <laughs> Which is, it's crazy to say. It's actually wild. Because that's what they're fighting for. Um, because you got Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, Alpine, then it's open. It's it's like when you look at the driver pairings too, like Schumacher, Matt, K-Mag, like are they better than Jerome Bottas? Yeah, yeah, they, I, I would say so. I mean, okay, here's my thing. <laughs> they I, both have the same engine. So Yeah, but here's my thing. Who do you pick, Mick or Joe? I'm picking Mick. Mick, who do I pick? Bottas or Mag? Bo- I'm picking I'm Bottas. But I think the gap between Mick and Joe, actually, I think they're quite similar. They're, they're, Both driver pairings are, I think that the Haas driver pairing is a, a little bit more aggressive than the conservative driver pairing. Yeah, and I think, like, this is what I give you. If if Mick is a 82, Joe's a 78, and if Bottas is a 87, K-Mag's is 83. Like, yeah. you can split the differences between the, the young drivers and the, and, the big driver, and the older drivers. So. I don't think Haas will end up... In six, but they're gonna they're gonna make it a lot. That's of not fun. what I asked though. Do they have the sixth best car on the grid as of right now? No, man. I think they do. The car is not reliable. No, but I'm talking the raw pace. Raw pace. I see. They, they might have the fifth fastest car. No, they don't. Alpine? Alpine's faster than them. They're they're definitely on straight hot lap. I'm talking about like overall race pace. 
Think about it. They've performed well. Okay, we got to... Let me draw it back. On these type of circuits where it's Mercedes favored, Haas favored, it's smooth. It's a yeah, traditional they, race they've track. got the six fastest car I think, for sure. I think on the traditional circuit, they do. Like, that's just my, my opinion. I will say this, though. They still got a long way to go. They still have to the rest of the year to prove it. It's been three races, but K-Mag was just killing everybody in qualifying. He was. He didn't he, he didn't put in the time for Q3, right? But he was he finished I think 5th? Yeah, or, well, yeah, he ended in Q2? up 10th in Q3 just because of his thing. But, but he he, fin- was, fin- he was right behind was Lewis, six. I think. Yeah, he was right behind Lewis. So, regardless of that, Hossack has had honestly like all things considered, I know you've given him a little bit of heat, but like he's had a great year. I think he's been okay. Like the guy came okay. out of not racing. I think he's been okay. So, yeah, yeah, considering the non racing part, yeah, but his year for me has been okay so far. Okay. So let, let's let's talk about your favorite team, Aston Martin. Bro, when I see Lance Stroll complain about traffic, like, bro, you weren't <laughs> making it, bro. You Vettel, weren't making it, so bro. So Vettel was a good, like, I think, what, three, four tenths ahead of him on that? Oh, bro, My bad. thing is, is, like, I know we're going to do Aston Martin pod in a couple weeks, but that team just looks really, really sad. Oh, they're bad. They look re- they look really really sad. And just to wrap it up for you on my Aston Martin point, it's like they need to replace Lance and Vettel. If I'm Aston Martin, I'm trying to pull in like Mick and Joe. Aston Martin, I honestly I don't even know where they can go. It's embarrassing. Yo, you pick up Mick and Joe. Here's the strategy: Mick Schumacher's son. Okay, Bro, marketable I, brings I'm in money. I'm happy to tell you that. I have to just it's like it's it doesn't matter who they pick up. Lawrence Stroll is the problem. But that's not my thing. Joe is bring you know how much Alpha Mail starts are happening in China right now because of Joe. Yeah, but you know Joe Aston ain't going. At, it's not happening. Bro. You know how much Aston Martin sales you get if Joe went to Ch- went to Aston Martin in China. English team it, ties to China. Yeah, I mean you, you would sell a lot of goddamn cars, right? That's oh, my whole point. Aston would be super cool. I think I think Aston Martin. I think those two drivers would just fit well together too. But yeah, I mean they suck. Williams was whatever. Albon made it to Q two. It's cool. But Alex Albon just, you know, I, I don't really want to dig into it on this pod. But I just for the record, like he just feels so mad to me. I don't. I'm not impressed. I don't care. It's just meh. Yeah, bro. I was like, do you feel anything when you watch Alex Albon? The TV is just terrible. Like, let, we'll put it out there. But Alex Albon, is, he doesn't feel impressive to me. Alex Albon has been stellar in the Williams, bro. He's been good. But I'm not, I'm not saying his performance. I'm saying his overall aura and stardom and, like, his, just his feel as a driver, it's very mad. It's like, you don't feel excited for him. You don't, you're not attracted to him as a driver, like... You know, you're excited for, like, you like Lando. George has his confidence from him. Like, all these drivers have different things you like. Albon's just meh. How do you feel about Albon? <laughs> That's such a harsh take. But but I, I'm asking you, how do you feel the same? Or you like, do you like Albon? Like, I just feel meh. Even, even as Beyond the Grid interview, I was so bored. <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't see a future Alex Albon is a multiple race winner. That's not what I'm asking you. I don't, I... I think, honestly, just say you feel mad about him too, because it feels like you do. <laughs> I, if Albon was never an F one again, I don't think I even remember him. Like that's what, it, yeah, he is mad, and it sucks because he he's shown great talent this year. 
And I was wrong about it because I remember I said I don't think he's that good, but he has shown in the Williams he can perform. <laughs> yeah, and he continues to show that Latifi shouldn't be in F one. <laughs> but he is mad. He is. He is, man. <laughs> like I don't know where he can go. Like he could have a very much Kevin Magnuson, Roman Grosjean type career. Yeah, that's how I feel too. So I know you got to get out of here. So let's give our, our race predictions and let's call it a day. Okay. Uh, well, I was very wrong with Lewis Hamilton. Mercedes is not going to win this race. No, probably not. I think Max Verstappen is going to win this race, man. It's going to be Max, um, Checo, Leclerc, Lewis, Lando, Russ. Wow, you have Orlando finish on the, In the top five. Yeah. I got, so I have Charles, but if it's a Red Bull that wins, it's Checo. That's what I'm going to call. But I have Charles, Max, Checo. Carlos and George. Remember, I told you this is my Lewis DNF. This is a Mercedes DNF that's going to Lewis. So I got, I got Charles, Max, Checo, Carlos, George. And like I said, but if there is a Red Bull that wins the race, it will be Checo. I think that uh, Max is going to get Charles right into the first corner. It's a short run into the first corner, and you know why I don't. You know why. I, I think you have a point there, and everybody's talking about it. I think Max starts off bad. I think Max has a bad launch. Or a reaction. Yeah, I think he has a, a bad launch. But okay. that's it for us. Appreciate you guys tapping in. We'll, we'll see you guys here, tomorrow. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Peace.